Welcome to Spread-Led Life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Dion Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Hello everybody and welcome to Healing Ministries International. I'm Pastor Dion Hockey and I'm so, so glad to be with you today to share the wonderful good news and the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you that which the Lord spoke to me in this week. You know that we are facing tremendous difficult times. The church is under uh, a tremendous persecution and there's a lot of things going on in our country of South Africa. So I want to encourage you with what the Lord spoke to me this morning. As you can see behind me on the board, there is a question and the question is, are you doubting? Are you doubting? And I want to speak to you uh, today and lay something uh, which the Lord led in my heart, I want to share this with you and I want to pray with you at the end of this teaching that God will encourage you, fill you with His blessed Holy Spirit. But let's pray together and let's believe the Lord for a great time. Father, we welcome you this uh, in the session today, Lord. We pray that you will come and speak to every man and every woman who is watching this program. By the power of God given to me and in the mighty name of Jesus, I rebuke every demonic spirit that would try to hinder and stop what God wants to tell the people. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that deaf ears are opened right now, that people will hear what the Spirit has to say in this time, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father God, that there is a release of an anointing that will touch people in such a way that we will make the devil mad and Jesus glad. Bless your viewers, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have seen how um, the churches have, uh, you know, the government came and said that we are allowed to open the church to 50 people in attendance. And there was a lot of talk of, of expecting greater and bigger things to take place. And when things didn't quite go the way we wanted it to go, um, you know, doubt sets in. I, I could see people's confusion, questions that we had, people asking, you know, what's going on? Uh, what are we to do? So I want to share with you what the Lord spoke to me in this week. And I think it is a profound word from the Lord, a timely word from the Lord in the time that we are living in today. So if you would please give me your attention and listen to what the Lord has to say. I want to read out of the book of Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11. And let us read this portion of scripture and see what happens. Verse one says, <clears throat> now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples. Please note this, Jesus commanded his disciples. All right, we'll get back to this. He commanded his 12 disciples uh, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. So Jesus gives his disciples commandments and then he turns around and he continues with his daily business of teaching and preaching in the cities. Now verse 2, I find very interesting. Verse 2 says, And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and he said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? I find this interesting. John the Baptist, who in the book of Matthew chapter 3 
And obviously in the other Gospels, you can read about it. But, but John the Baptist was the man who introduced Jesus to the world. Think about this. He was fully and totally convinced that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Lamb of God. When he was busy baptizing people and Jesus came up to John to be water baptized, this is what his words were. He proclaimed and prophesied and said, Behold the Lamb of God. He introduced to all the people who the Lamb of God was. He actually said, Here is the Messiah, the one I spoke about. The one whose sandals I'm not even worthy to take off. That is what John said to Jesus. And he knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that he was the one that was to usher in or to proclaim Jesus Christ, the Messiah here on earth. So beyond the shadow of a doubt, he just knew it. Now John is, you know, Jesus comes, he's water baptized, the Holy Spirit comes upon him, you know, and Jesus goes off in one direction, John goes off in another direction, and both of them are busy with their ministries. But John, as if you know the story of John, because of his preaching, he ends up in jail, and they throw him into prison. Now he's in prison. Now I want you to think about this. Being in prison, he is not actually out there in the field. He's not actually seeing what is happening. And there are reports coming into the prison about this man called Jesus, the very man that he had baptized and announced as the Lamb of God. So people are speaking about Jesus doing healings and doing miracles and everything. And doubt hits John. Doubt just, you know, he didn't have that faith. He didn't have that, that absolute surety about Jesus Christ, that he was the one he thought him to be. But he's in prison, so he's hearing all these rumors about what Jesus is doing. So in this time of doubt, he turns around and he gets two of his disciples to go to Jesus and ask Jesus, are you the one that I thought you are to be? Amen. And I think that we are finding many people today with the same question. I find this interesting. There are people who are saying, well, is this Jesus just a fable? Is this Jesus just a story that we read from a storybook? You see, unfortunately, many people see the Bible as a storybook. Many people think it's just a book full of, you know, interesting subjects, but not as a truth, not as a reality. Even Christians who, who say, yeah, I, I believe in Jesus, but, you know, there's a lot of people who have a but behind, I believe in Jesus. They say, yes, I read my Bible, but, you know, we have all this confusion that the world is facing today, especially, and I'm talking now to the Christians, especially Christians who question mark Jesus and the works of Jesus. They are not sure. So when, when, when John is hit with this doubt, and remember, Satan attacks us in three areas. The, the tactics of Satan is to bring doubt, to bring fear, and to bring unbelief. That's his job. To get your focus and your attention off of Jesus. That's what Satan wants. He does not want you to, to, to praise the Lord. He doesn't want you to go to church. He doesn't want you to read your Bible. He doesn't want you to do the things that God is telling us to do. Alrighty? 
So the world, I think, today is in the same situation as John. John is in prison. Most of the world today is in prison, not in a physical prison, but a spiritual prison where Satan has bound us and put us in. And I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole sermon on its own. But a lot of the people in church are in a spiritual prison. And what happens when you're in prison? You are in doubt. There is fear that comes upon you. So as John sends his disciples out to speak to Jesus, Jesus comes and gives an amazing answer to his question. Look what he says in verse 2. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Are you ready? Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. Go and tell the things which you hear and see. Now he's speaking to the two disciples of John. He says, The blind see, the lame walk. Now this is not a spiritual blindness that Jesus is speaking of. He's not getting, getting spiritual like a lot of Christians out there who are very spiritual and see everything in the spiritual. He is talking about a physical blind man that is seeing, a physical lame person who receives healing and is walking. The lepers are cleansed, he says, the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Wow. Hallelujah. Jesus comes and the disciples of John John is in doubt. Think about this now. This is very important that you get this. John is in doubt. The disciples of John see the doubt in him. Now, John says to the disciples, go and ask Jesus, is he the true one? So they go to Jesus with a doubting heart, just like John had a doubting heart. And if we, if we would acknowledge and look closely today, we would find in the pulpit, there are many leaders who are doubting, who carry a spirit of doubt and a spirit of unbelief and fear into their congregations. And when the congregation disperses on a Sunday, there are many disciples who are full of doubt and fear because the leader is full of doubt and fear. So Jesus does something. He says to the disciples of John, he says, look at what you see. Listen to what I'm saying. And Jesus goes and he heals the sick. He casts out the devils. He proclaims the gospel to the poor. Think about this. The blind are healed. The Bible says the lame begin to walk. The Bible says the lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. So Jesus had to now convince, the, firstly, the disciples of John the Baptist. Now, once the disciples had seen the miracle power of God, they went back and they could tell John, listen, what you saw about, said about Jesus is true. He is the Messiah. He is the one. Why? Because they saw the power of God at work and they did not doubt anymore. So what is my message that I want to share with you today that the Lord laid on my heart? The reason most of the church is in doubt today 
is because the power of God is not evident in the services anymore. The power of God is not on display for the world to see anymore. There are many churches who are just talking a beautiful talk. They have beautiful messages, but the disciples in the churches do not see the miracle power of God. I'll tell you what, the churches who want to open up, the churches who want to have meetings and who say, you know, in spite of what, what people are saying, we want to see the people come in. Now, I'm talking about ministers who are willing to open their churches and to say, in spite of what the government's saying, we want the people to come in. These ministers are the ones who are preaching the gospel to the poor. They are casting out devils. They are laying hands on the sick. They are preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Do you understand? Miracle signs and wonders are happening in these churches. But most of the, of the churches who are complaining about opening up and allowing crowds to come in are the churches who are against the power of God and who will not allow the power of God to flow. I hope that you understand where I'm coming from. A lot of people who are sitting in churches, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not talking about leaders now. I'm talking about church members. A lot of people are sitting in churches who do not see the glory and the power of God on display. And they are the ones who are in most unbelief and doubt. They are the complainers and the one who will say, well, you know what? We got to be super careful and we got to take care of this, that and the other. There is no no faith in them. Why? Because they are not seeing the faith of their leaders and the power of God in demonstration. It is our job, my dear Christian friend, that we are to bring demonstration of the glory and of the power of God. It is your job and it is my job to operate in the supernatural. And I want to pray this uh, uh, today that God will baptize you with a fresh fire and with a fresh anointing that you can go out and do the works of Jesus. Now, a lot of people say, yes, but, but, you know, I'm not called to do that. Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. You see, when Jesus is out there doing the signs, the wonders and the miracles, people were offended. Who were the ones that were offended most at Jesus? The Pharisees. The religious leaders of that time, they were mad at Jesus. Do you know why? Because they did not operate in the supernatural power of God. And Jesus comes, and as I read before, Jesus gave a commandment to his disciples. Now, I want to share with you what are these the commandments that you as a disciple and, as, and I as a disciple can go out and do. Go back to chapter 10. And let's read from verse 1. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Jesus says this. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power of unclean spirits. What did Jesus do? He calls them and he gives them power of unclean spirits. And what else? To heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. 
Jesus gives his disciples power. Now, somebody would get in a religious argument and say, yes, but that was only for the 12 disciples. Well, my dear friend, if you are interested, then you can read Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And in the Bible says very clearly in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, the disciples received the power to be witnesses. Hello. And this is what we are lacking in the church today. We are not seeing this anymore. We see it. Uh, uh, listen, don't misunderstand me. There are many ministers flowing and operating in the power of God. I'm one of them. But the majority of churches are not operating in the supernatural power of God anymore. There's a lot of good preaching, but no demonstration of the power of God. Now, you and I, Jesus said, we will receive this power and when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And this is one of the biggest things that is lacking in today's time is a demonstration of the supernatural power of God. Now, why would that be? Because Satan does not want you to be to be exposed to the glory of God. Satan does not want you to see the miracles that will happen when people stand up and actually begin to apply the word and begin to act upon the word and begin to demonstrate their faith by doing what Jesus commanded them to do. Amen. Jesus has given you and I commandments to go out to preach this gospel to all the world. This is his commandment. Remember Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Jesus said, go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then he said this, and teach them to do everything that I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you even to the end of the age. Jesus said specifically that we are to teach the people the things that he has commanded us. Jesus goes here in Matthew 10 and he commands them. He says, I'm give, I gave you, I'm giving you power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. Now look at verse 7. Matthew 10 verse 7 and Jesus says and as you go preach and say the kingdom of heaven is at hand watch verse 8 this is the commandment heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out demons freely you have received freely give amen bless the Lord this same commandment applies to you and I today in this time that we are living in and I hope you're getting the message that I want to say uh, try to carry over to you today. why is John the Baptist doubting because he himself is not seeing witnessing with his own eyes the miracle power of Jesus Christ he sends his disciples who are under the influence, the doubting influence of John. They go out, but they have to do with the Messiah face to face. And Jesus says to them, tell John what you hear and what you see, the blind see. So they spent a couple of days with Jesus and Jesus is performing miracles, signs and wonders in front of the disciples of John. Now the disciples see the power of God. All of a sudden there is a change of their heart. There is, there's a joy. The, the power is on display. They stop doubting. 
Now they can take this glory, this faith that they've received, the joy that they've received, and they go back to John in prison and they say to John, John, let me tell you that the one you proclaimed as the coming Messiah, it is true. He is the, the, uh, the, uh, he is God, you know, he is the, the chosen one. And, and they could tell him about the miracles they witnessed. And I'm telling you, John had such a great time in prison, rejoicing, knowing that Jesus is the true, the true one that, that has been sent by God. Amen. What, I'm, what, what I would encourage you with today is there are many people sitting in church who are doubting the call, doubting uh, the, the power of God, doubting uh, whether, you know, Jesus is able to heal uh, the sick and to, to touch the lives of people. Please do not fall under that, that category of fear and doubt which John did. Stand up in the glory of God. Stand up in the power of God and begin to move with the glory that Jesus has given us. I remind you, Jesus said, I'm giving you power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you with this power that I'm giving you. He says, go and preach. The kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus says, with this power, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons freely you have received freely give now if your pastor in your church does not want to do this it's okay that's his business with the lord but you as a christian who have given your life to god you hear the scripture today and i'm telling you in the name of jesus to stand up and to go out and to do the works of Jesus. Remember Mark chapter 16, verse 17. In Mark 16, verse 17, Jesus comes and he says, And these signs will follow those who believe. <laughs> these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, that's in the name of Jesus, he who believes will cast out demons. That's the first sign that will happen with a believer. He will cast out demons. He will, uh, uh, he will speak with new tongues. He will take up serpents. If he drinks anything dead, it will by no means hurt him. He will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. This is the work, the promise that Jesus gave us, the commandment that Jesus gave us. Now, there are many, many people out there who hear the scripture, but they do not apply the scripture. They don't believe what Jesus had told them. John the Baptist wasn't casting out devils. John the Baptist wasn't healing the sick. He was, uh, you know, he was in prison. He was caught. So you and I today... We are in the spiritual prison, but to break out of the fear, to break out of the doubt, God comes and He blesses us with His glory. He blesses us with His anointing. Amen. Say this with me. Say, I am God's chosen and I am God's anointed. Would you say that? Say, I'm chosen by God and anointed by God. Hallelujah. If you've given your heart to Jesus, you are well able to do the works of Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, 
you know, there are many people who sit in church who I call church goers and are not born again Christians. People go to church out of a tradition. People go to church because their mom and dad told them to go to church, but they do not have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you are watching me today and you yourself do not have a personal relationship with Jesus, then I want to encourage you to give your heart and your life to Jesus right now. Come on, you can do that. And I'm going to pray for you to receive the baptism so that God can use you. Amen. If you're not sure of your salvation, if you're not even sure that if you die, you'll go to heaven and you want to make sure today that you're going to spend eternity with Christ in heaven, then pray this prayer with me and receive salvation today so that you can go to heaven and spend eternity with Jesus. Amen. Say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me of all my sins. Wash me in the precious blood of your son, Jesus. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I receive your forgiveness right now in Jesus' name. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God raised Jesus from the dead. Lord Jesus, I invite you now, come and live in my heart. I receive you now as my God, as my Savior, and as my best friend. Thank you, God, that I can say today, I am born again. I am saved. I am your child. And that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. You've confessed Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Now, Jesus says that we need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Stretch your hands out again towards the screen. Father, I pray not just for those who got saved, but I pray for all the viewers that are watching me around the world, Father. And I pray the fire baptism of the Holy Spirit upon each viewer in Jesus' name. May Acts chapter 1 verse 8 come into fulfillment on every viewer who's watching me now in the name of Jesus. I pray the fire. I pray the glory. I pray the power of God upon each and every one in Jesus name. And I thank you, Father God, that a boldness comes upon the people, that there will be no more doubt in Jesus. There will be no more doubt in the power, in the glory. But God, that you will raise all these men and women up to step out of their houses, to step out of where they are right now and to begin to move supernaturally in the power of the Holy Spirit using the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I bless the viewers right now in Jesus name. If any of you are sick and you're watching me, put your hand on your body, wherever you are sick, wherever you are hurting. And Father, by the power of God given to me right now, I rebuke the spirit of infirmity. I rebuke sickness and disease. I rebuke death. I rebuke every form of bondage, every demon spirit out of the pit of hell that are holding people captive. I bind you, Satan, and I command you, loose the people now in Jesus' name. All sickness to go, all fear to go, all doubt to go 
in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray, heal your people, deliver your people, set the captives free, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Heal them from the top of their head down to the soles of their feet in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you, Lord, for miracles that are happening, the power of God flowing and people being touched by the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I encourage you, be the shining light for Jesus. Be the salt of the earth. Go out. Let's make this week the devil mad and Jesus glad. Let's not be ashamed of who we are, but let's go out in the power of Jesus. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week again. God bless you. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.